insurrection, obstruction, indictments, civilly liable for sexual abuse. The one man responsible for all that could be sitting in a prison cell on election day and still be elected commander-in-chief for these United States. That man is beholden to Putin, weakened NATO the last time around, and is currently tying himself to wealthy Saudi oil money. He enriched himself when government stated his properties. He campaigned on wanting to use government to go after his political rivals and wants to expand executive power. If Donald Trump is re-elected, our nation is lost. So let's roll up our sleeves, get to work, and tell the MAGA folks, no more before it's too late. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Thurman, live from New Orleans, Louisiana. And I may have ruined uh, something over here. I don't know yet. Because um, I didn't realize that my son had uh, shut down my uh, camera. And then when I came back to get my camera unshut, I knocked over my water. And it is now all over this monitor that I was planning on using for my son. Uh, to, to game, so you know, we'll see what happens. So I'm going to move this over here for the moment to get it out of the way, and maybe hopefully it dries out. But ugh. Anyway, <laughs> what a great start to the show. Anyway, to uh, join the conversation, it's uh, area code nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. Uh, of course, you could always join us in the chat at uh, com, which brings you to the YouTube chat. If you're listening on blogtalkradio.com, just come on over to YouTube. I know the other Joe uh, from the other day uh, doesn't want to have to come over to YouTube, but too bad. Uh, this is where I'm putting my focus is on the YouTube channel. Uh, Blog Talk Radio is just a tool that I'm using to take phone calls and as a soundboard. So if you don't like it, on you. Anywho, um, if you're listening uh, after the live podcast, uh, if you're listening, you could always leave your comments on the show thread at liberaldan.com, uh, on facebook.com slash liberaldanradio, uh, on Twitter at uh, liberaldanradio, and here on liberaldanradio.com as well on the episode thread as well. A uh, bunch of stuff that we want to talk about today. We've got the death of Norman Lear. Uh, we've got new information about Israel and me being right yet again on the uh, Israel-Hamas conflict. Um, and we uh, also have uh, the topic of guns in America, our obsession with guns, our, or I, I would say our refusal to deal with guns in this country, but it's in, in reality, it's the refusal of the Republican Party to deal with guns in this country. 
almost tried to kill that monitor even more as I'm trying to get it out of the way. <sighs> what else did I spill and or kill over here as um surprised I didn't spill more water than I actually did. Anyway, my, more more annoyed than what I thought it did. Anywho. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Am I ever wrong? Yes, I have been wrong plenty of times. Oh, plenty. See, my wife agreed. My wife confirms. I've been wrong plenty of times. Um, what happened to that? What happened to that? Uh, Thomas had closed my camera for some reason, so when I went to go open my camera and bring my arm down, I knocked the water over and fell, uh, and the water spilled on this, so hopefully I didn't ruin that monitor. Yes, so I'm, I'm mildly annoyed and I'm trying to hide it, so I'm just laughing through it at this point. But yeah, you're wrong. About what? Give me an example of, oh, I guess, I guess the last relationship I was wrong, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was right about this relationship, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I was. Uh, uh, maybe I was wrong about this one, too, then. Neener, neener. So, um, I do want to say one thing about that call last time, because a lot of times, I, I maybe I gave him a little too much rope or whatever, but one of the things that bugged me the most uh, about about what he said is, is was not necessarily the the xenophobic because that's that's not a surprise that's not a shock I mean we're, we all know that uh, many conservatives are xenophobic um, we all know we all expect that many conservatives are going to throw xenophobia out there and going to going to take a stance that's going to be uh, anti-immigrant that's that's going to not just be uh, anti eventually it's going to get to the point where it's not just that they're against uh, immigration that is in violation of our border policies, but it's against immigration as a whole, regardless of whether or not, because they don't want to, they, they, you know, clearly the person was stating lines that were of supportive of a white nationalist uh, background, but the guy was talking about things that, that was pretty much like, you know, when he, when he said something about how he wouldn't treat somebody who was like a step sibling or like an adopted sibling or something or adopted family member or a step family member, uh, hey, Rose, as as somebody who is a, a real family member, as somebody who is the same, you know, that's that's the thing that really just was just gave you the picture of, of how that individual views life and how that individual just treats people in general, like there are people who are blood family members who who are terrible. You know, when my mom found her, you know, she was adopted. She found her blood family, and most of them are garbage. You know, they are blood related to me, and I want nothing to do with any of them. None of them whatsoever. Like, I met them, and they're terrible people. You know, <clears throat> then again, most of the people from the adopted side of the family have proved themselves to also be terrible people, but it's not because of their, they're they're on the adopted side part. It's because of the fact that who they are, but like my stepsister, you know, she's my sister. She's not, you know, I don't treat her any less of which because she's, you know, she, they my dad married her mom, you know, she's, she's family. So why would I, why would I treat her any differently because of the fact that she's not 
my blood relation. It's 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 bizarre. It's a bizarre way of thinking of life. I mean, that's I guess that's just one more example of why of of, of the differences between the sides, I suppose, and um and the uh yeah, I have the rose on on my back. Can't really see her through 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 my head, but anyway, the um. And I guess that's another thing that I that that one of the one of the things that I like having the other side on the show for is is I like having the debate. I like showing people how to debate them. You know, I like showing them how to win the debate. I like showing people y'all how to win the debate. I like showing people how, but I also like showing people how to how to find the common ground. Because I think with the with with Joe Gibson, we found a common ground on at least some part of why the um <laughs> on why the uh why the um you know the abortion regulations in Ohio and Louisiana and Texas and all those other areas are overly intrusive. Now obviously I agree I think that they're more intrusive than he does, but obviously he he agreed that they're overly intrusive, you know, even to his standards, which says a lot. Um the other Joe wouldn't admit that. But you know, one of the other things is just is just when you can shine a light on how horrible they are, that helps to that helps to win the battle. When you can show how horrible people are, it helps, you know, the cockroaches scurry away, I suppose. So, uh, Jeff Curry, we're going to get to the Trump comment in a second too. Uh, we'll we'll be getting to that. So. And here comes Cattail. Oh, Cat went away. Cat has decided that my shoulders are no longer where she wants to be. I'm sure she'll be back in another 15 minutes or so because, you know, maybe she'll get cold again or something. I don't know. So uh, I got 14 viewers. I guess it's let, let's do the first thing first. We can talk about Norman Lear. Norman Lear, you know, is somebody who, you know, was clearly somebody who tra- was just amazing in television had amazing number of hit shows at one time and and I don't know if anybody will do that again like the amount of hit shows that he had just was was amazing and how how one does that I mean he tackled you know early on issues like homosexuality, like sexual assault, like racism. You know, he had, you know, he was able to make the bigot into the clown and, and make, make everybody, you know, think, okay, this, this guy's views are antiquated to make him look antiquated and, and make people challenge uh, his, his antiquated views. So that was, that was a wonderful thing about it. But, um, one of the things um, that it just reminded me of is the fact that um, usually when I would go home, we back up north and, and to Baltimore and, and to Delaware for Thanksgivings, uh, we would, um, I, me and my cousin Bill, uh, if, you're, if you're familiar with wrestling, Bill After is well known within professional wrestling circles. Uh, me and my cousin Bill would sing a song together, and 
so he came down here when WrestleMania was last here in New Orleans, and one of one person put on a show, um, put on a little show that featured him there, and and so my cousin Bill gave you know his did his did his stick did his spiel, and he asked who could do an imitation of one of the wrestlers. And I did it. I raised my hand and I did the imitation of one of the wrestlers. And he was anticipating that I would raise my hand and do the imitation of one of the wrestlers because he also wanted me to get up there so that we could sing the same song together. And this is on my nerdydan.com channel. Uh, but here is me and my cousin Bill singing the theme song to all in the family. And if you're watching on headphones, you may want to, lowered the headphones a bit because I get pretty loud because it's me doing the bit of Edith. So here we go. So there you go. There's me and my cousin Bill singing the theme song to on the family. And it was, it was, uh, we did it once just randomly. Like, I think he started singing. I don't know when he started singing it. Uh, yeah, it was the, uh, Cassie was like, that's the best part of uh, family va vacation time. And I don't know. I remember, I think we're at my, I think we might've been at my, um, for one year, we might've been at my uncle Steven's house. And I think he just randomly just started i don't even know if it was that thanksgiving one i think it might have been for something else that year and i think he just randomly started singing it and i randomly responded with the edith part and nobody expected it and everyone died laughing so anywho so so there's that imitation that you can find that on my nerdydan.com channel there's also my imitation of uh, louis armstrong over there as well uh, and some other things on top of that. So go subscribe to that channel over there if you want to see my my nerdy my nerdy content, which goes above and beyond simple simple gaming and other uh, nerdy content. I also do some post some of my karaoke stuff up there as well. So anywho, um, well, one of the things that when they did that thing where it was. Um, What's her face? Who was the last? Yeah, uh, Marissa. Was, yeah, I think when Marissa Tomei, when she did um, Edith. Edith on the redo or the live example of All in the Family, and she started singing Edith's part, I was like, better than that. And I posted that to Facebook, and uh, someone was like, really? And I posted that, posted it as a comment, and they were like, oh my god, you can do better than that. So, <laughs> anyway. So there was that. So uh, may his memory be a blessing. <laughs> so the next part, oh, I, I should have just kept YouTube open because <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to load up is uh, we do have a, another clip to bring up. which is pertaining to the Donald Trump thing. As, as you remember, we do have some, uh, Oh, that's weird. That's, that's the wrong channel. Um, for some reason, my Google, my Google, um, 
I guess reset and then I had to re-sign into everything. So uh here we go. There's that. And let's maximize it. And so Donald Trump said his thing, and of course, because he said his thing, I had to turn it into another version of just the clip. Oh, wait, hold on. I didn't turn the volume back on. There we go. And there you go. No commentary needed, so... It's just the clip. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's see. Someone says, some other celebrities are surprisingly good singers. Yeah, I mean, not just actors, too. There are some, like, sports celebrities. We used to watch, I haven't watched the, the current season of Masked Singer, but one of the things we used to watch a bunch uh, was Masked Singer. Um, and... Uh, we we would watch that and try and guess who the uh, who the singers were and uh, one of the first times uh, the first like I think note one season uh, that the fox sang I was like that's Wayne Brady I was like that's Wayne Brady and they kept not guessing Wayne Brady and I'm like that's Wayne Brady that's Wayne Brady totally that's Wayne Brady why are they not guessing Wayne Brady that's clearly Wayne Brady and then it came out it was Wayne Brady and I was like. I told you it was Wayne Brady. No one wanted to listen to me. It's Wayne Brady. Um, and they were going to sing all sorts of other things all over the place. And I was like, it's Wayne Brady. No one else. And um, there's another one that came out that I was I was right on. Um, though sometimes I did have singers on. Like they had three singers came on and they, and they, they were women. And the clue that they came out, they said something about hold on. And I was like, well, who else can it be? If their clue says hold on, it has to be Wilson Phillips. And it was Wilson Phillips the entire time. And yeah, I was, I was right. So um, who else did I get? Did I get, um, who was, was a skater? Did I get him? Was he on? Um, she doesn't No, She doesn't have a good memory. <laughs> elephants have a good memory, though. Elephants have the best have memory. Have you seen that commercial where they, they mentioned about elephants having a good memory? No, I have not seen that yet. <laughs> so, it would be really good for a job of somebody on working on uh, on uh, the Jungle Cruise if they would have known that elephants have a good memory. That's something that the Jungle Cruise person said over and over and over again about how elephants have a really good memory and it would be really good if he would remember things like an elephant would because that would be really good for him for, for his job. And then like five minutes later, oh, there's more ele- there's elephants and you know, elephants have really good memory. It would really be good if I had a good memory and I was cracking up and everyone else was not cracking up because I was enjoying the uh, – I was enjoying the uh, – because, you know, I like dad jokes, so I was enjoying that. We ate at the um, the Skipper Canteen, too, when we were at Disney World last, and uh, I told my joke that I would say that if I ever got to do the Jungle Cruise ride uh, and be Skipper Dan, and I was like, you know, I, I did see, on the last time I went on the Jungle Cruise, I did see a uh, Aztec pyramid, but I bought it, so now it's mine, and uh, she got a, a good kick out of that one, and so I might steal it, so there you go. 
But yeah, I haven't even watched a single episode this season of Mass Singer. So I don't know. I don't know why we didn't start picking up watching this season, but you know. You're always doing something else. Maybe. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, <laughs> so what else? So more news about Israel came out. Of course, if you listen to Liberal Dan Radio, you would have saw me guessing that because Israel has such a good uh, intelligence force that I predicted that it was highly unlikely, unlikely that they wouldn't know about any impending attack that was coming towards them, and that I predicted that it was more likely than not that uh, they would have known and that it would benefit Benjamin Netanyahu uh, to allow an attack to happen, and so that he could respond to that attack and use it to his political advantage. Now, I don't know if he would have known how bad or big the attack would have been, but to me, for because of Benjamin Netanyahu's legal troubles that he's facing and how he's, you know, embattled, so to speak, I to me it was like a no-brainer that facing the political troubles that he is and knowing the type of person that Benjamin Netanyahu is and basically being the Israeli version of Trump that it would behoove him to a, allow a Hamas attack to happen and then react to it because re- preventing an attack, you know, normally an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, but in this case, the ounce of prevention wouldn't have made much news. Being able to pound on the Gazans over and over and over again in retribution for whatever attack that the uh, Hamas terrorist people were going to do against the Israelis would then give him cover to uh, distract from any of his bad actions. And as it turns out, uh, Israeli intelligence did for a year know about what was coming. I think they even called it Operation Jericho. And uh, it's disgusting that it was known that they knew about it for a year and they just didn't do anything to prevent it. They allowed it to happen. And Netanyahu now gets to do his reaction, his retribution. He now gets what he wanted, which is to uh, conduct his war against Gaza and commit his acts of brutality and be as Trumpy as he wants to be. Yet, we here in America want to just sit back and let our Trump be reelected because we don't want to see the difference between the two. We don't want to see the difference between Biden and Trump. We, we have leftists in this country who, who are going to be criticizing Biden, even though Biden and his administration was responsible for negotiating a long-term or, or, or a longer-term ceasefire or than, than was expected. You know, everyone expected just you know, little pauses, and we got you know, at least a week to be able to get hostages freed to be able to get some people out and we have, they're still working on trying to negotiate some sort of peace, but you don't, do you think Donald Trump would be wanting to negotiate peace? No, Donald Trump would be endorsing Netanyahu, just bombing the crap out of Gaza. 
Absolutely 100%. If you think that Donald Trump is going to be better for the people in Palestine, if you think Donald Trump would be better for the Gazans, you're ridiculously crazy. But at the end of the day, what I said is that Netanyahu was better off if he knew about it and then didn't react than if he would have prevented it. And seems as if the Netanyahu administration didn't do anything about something that they knew that was coming. And that's morally reprehensible on their part. Because in doing so, not only is he now responsible for any unnecessary deaths that are taking place on the side of the Gazans because of any indiscriminate bombing or any excessive force that he's using against Gazans to go after Hamas, because again, he has every right, he has every, they have every right to go after Hamas because that doesn't excuse Hamas's actions. But, you know, excessive force is still wrong, even when force is justified in any case. But if he could have prevented it, if they could have prevented it from happening in the first place, that means that there is some culpability and responsibility on his part from not doing what he could have done to stop it from happening in the first place, i.e. some of the deaths of those Israelis are on his hands as well. And I don't, and he might not be, you might, you might not be able to draw a line from, you know, the people who are below him. Maybe there's no paper trail that connects him directly, but the buck stops there. If he's, he's responsible ultimately for the government, buck stops there. He controls the government. You have to know that he was in charge and he, they were following his directives, his orders, et cetera. They might give him plausible deniability at the end of the day, but he is responsible and he needs, he, he's ultimately is going to have to take the fall for this. And if not, then that is also another travesty that's going to take place. He needs to take the fall for this. He needs to take full responsibility for everything that has happened, especially now that we're seeing that again, they knew and they let it happen. Israelis unnecessarily died because of his failed failure in leadership. Gazans have unnecessarily died because of his failures in leadership. He is just a failure in leadership and needs to go. Anyway. Oh, Jesus, what? I just looked over to the thing and I saw bankers. Uh, what are you talking about now, Gibson? Let me scroll back up through the chat. Hurry up! I'm actually surprised I haven't been spoiled. Let's see, talking about um, whatchamacallit. Um, Matt Singer, I should watch. They've got really good singers on the season. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't been spoiled about any of the people on this season. So that's uh, that's surprising in and of itself. Usually, I do get spoiled. So, um, do 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 do. Roar. This libertarian, yeah, I don't know. I think they knew about it. Let's see, they let it happen. They wanted this exactly. Um, Shall I have that uncle? He's huge St. Louis Cardinals fans. He went to a game, didn't realize it was Gay Pride Day. He said he'd never be a fan. Oh, geez. Um, 
Gibson Media. Hello. Uh, I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike blocked you, Gibson. Um, uh, the bankers and investors are salivating over the eventual contracts to rebuild the whole area and military industrial complex is salivating over this all. Oh, the mil- yeah, the military industrial complex is probably salivating over anything that's being done because the military industrial complex loves their money. Um, everything is about money, 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 money. And that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, you can't get anything done, you know, about Washington being there because you have a situation where you have like in, in Congress, you, you, you can't cut spending to the military, but it's never, it's not really cutting spending to the military. It's cutting spending to the military industrial complex. You have situations where tanks and, and jets are bought that the military doesn't even want because the people who are elected want to, um, I told you Rose would be back. Um, the military industrial complex wants to, um, and I think it's even exactly 15 minutes since it's Rose, Rose was said would be back. Um, the military industrial complex wants their money and, and they need to re- repay their, their uh, campaign contributors. So they're going to buy uh, parking lots full of tanks and they're just going to sit there because the military is like, we don't want these. And they'll just sit there. Not for nothing. So should we build the military what they need in order for them to be able to do their job? Sure. Should we be paying back the military industrial complex to, for campaign contributions and buying things that the military doesn't want? Hell no. To me, that should be the conservative point of view, but the Republican Party is, is never going to, is, is going to, whenever, if anybody, if anybody were to ever say, we can't spend this money, we shouldn't be spending this money, it would be argued that we're being anti-military when in reality we're being anti-military industrial complex. Um, to Tim Farrell, that is a special kind of evil that I do not really believe BB is capable of. He's a crook and extreme to say he was a co-conspirator. I'm not, even, I'm not saying he was a co-conspirator. I'm not saying that he planned it with Hamas. I'm just saying that Israel knew of it. I mean, we know that Israel knew of it. And they let it happen. So I don't know if that's necessarily rises to the level of co-conspirator, but that's, that's like turn the other way and let it happen. Like, like, let's say, let's say I see a bank robbery about to happen. Right. And I, I see people sneaking into a bank with, with guns and I just, Turn the other way. Somebody's calling. I turn the other way, and I uh, I do nothing about I do nothing about it. I don't call the police. I don't do nothing. I just turn the other way and walk. I don't get involved. <clears throat> that's not me, and that's not me being a co-conspirator, but that's me allowing enabling it to happen. Maybe. You know, not, maybe not to the level of Netanyahu because I don't have necessarily the ability to stop it. Or maybe it's like, you know, I'm if I was the head of the bank or something and was like, I saw somebody robbing the bank and I just I didn't bother calling the police or calling in anybody and I just let it happen. And because for whatever reason, maybe maybe the robbery of the bank would make me more money because I get to make an insurance claim or something kind of like. The Duke and Duke brothers in trading places allowing uh, Eddie Murphy's character to break an expensive vase because by doing so, they uh, will get more money out of 
the breaking the expensive vase than it was than it was worth because they put more money on it on the on their insurance or whatever. Except for the fact that the expensive vase is just property and people are worth more than property. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a of a good reason as to why um, as to how it could be comparative. Anyway. Um, to Lucid, I'm a long-time radio host, too. Joe Gibson is a regular on my show, and a visitor show is regular. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for joining us on YouTube as well, Lucid Libertarian. Uh, appreciate you for stopping by, and I appreciate you for stopping by over here. Is that you who happens to be on the phone, uh, Lorianne? Is that, happens to, is that you that's waiting on the line, or is that somebody else? Um, let's see. Gibson, no way these Hamas uh, supporters need their citizenship. I don't know. Why I talk about the people here who are supporting Hamas, Gibson, who need to have their citizenship revoked here. Um, actually, Gibson, there is, in 1948, there were two states created. There was one called Palestine, one called Israel. The, the creation of Israel created two states. Technically, there should still be two states. There should be one called Israel and one called Palestine. And the one called Palestine should make up the Gaza and the West Bank, and Israel should make up the other parts. Uh, unfortunately, when Israel defended itself, when the Arab states attacked and Israel successfully defended itself, um, Israel didn't take over Gaza or the West Bank. Jordan took over the West Bank and Egypt took over Gaza. And they should have given the land back to the Palestinians at that time and allowed Palestinians to have their own land. But they didn't. And not many people talk about that part. Um, well, no, it's not you, Wes. It's somebody calling in from Skype via Blog Talk Radio. So there is somebody. Um, there are there are certain ways and conditions that you can give up citizenship automatically under U.S. law. Um, supporting. Voicing support for Hamas in and of itself is not enough, as I understand it, under the law um, to specifically give up your own citizenship. Now, if you're voicing support for Hamas and giving aid and comfort to Hamas, if they were attacking us, that might do it. But if, if they're not attacking us, then that's not going to do it. That's not enough to do it. So... Um, now... PSG, PSG E7, um, I don't think Gibson wasn't talking about the people who are Palestinians who are here in the U.S. on student visas. Gibson Media was talking about people who are citizens here who are voicing support for, for Hamas. That's, that's, that's a different thing. Again, um, one other thing, though, is that it's also, this also comes down to uh, your interpretation of the Constitution and who has rights. Rights do not just belong to citizens of the United States. Rights belong to people. People have rights. It's not just citizens who have rights. People have rights, unless those things that are spelled out in the Constitution are spelled out specifically for citizens, like voting. Voting in the Constitution is specifically stated for citizens as, as a protected right for citizens. But, at least federally, but when it comes to things like free speech, it's people have free speech, right? So you can be here and not be a citizen and still have the right uh, to, to, to have free speech, to practice your religion, 
to um, to freely assemble, uh, to do all this, to, to be uh, free from illegal search and seizure, to have a speedy trial, uh, to uh, all the other rights that are enumerated and all the other non-enumerated rights that are protected via the Ninth Amendment. Um, Let's see. Not many people talk about the grave security risk that intransigent Palestinians pose to the state of Israel in refusing to recognize its right as a sovereign nation to exist. One of the reasons that um, one of the reasons why a lot of the Palestinian people are not Israeli citizens is because in order to be an Israeli citizen, you have to agree that the right of Israel, you have to agree that Israel has the right to exist. Um, Gets in the right. The Constitution does not apply around the world, but the Constitution applies here. So if you're here in America, in the United States, and regardless of where you're from, if you're here, you you have rights, and you're you're you are under our jurisdiction unless you are like a diplomat. Hey, Kim Chi, how's it going? Um. No, she does not. Um, so it wasn't even it wasn't even me being flatulent. There was a time where I ate at this restaurant called Gimchi, like it was called it was G I M C H I, and I had so much garlic that you know at that restaurant that. It wasn't. There wasn't even any sort of expulsion of any gas that was coming from me. I was just emanating garlic from my pores. Like I just had so much garlic coming from my body that my wife could. Outside. Yeah, she could smell me. I was walking into the garage and my wife could smell me from the garage. And like two days later, I was like, "What is that smell?" And she was like, "It's you." So that was. So there you go. There you go, Wes. One of my bad decisions was eating at this restaurant called Gimchi. That was where I made a poor decision to call back to the old comment. I made, I ate at that restaurant and I smelled like garlic for days. So, hey, TV2 Live, what's going on? Good to see you. Uh, everybody go follow TV2 Live. Um, uh, Lucid Libertarian, there is such a thing as too much garlic? I never used to think so. I used to make garlic, but I would take like the French bread and take minced garlic and just cover it like i got to the point where like i had i was eating dinner and i invited my one of my friends over <clears throat> it was in that previous relationship that was a mistake and we threw it in the oven and uh, we took it out and we took the garlic right out and he just scraped half the garlic off because it was so much garlic that was fine this this dish yeah too much garlic apparently anyway eating uh Eating uh, too much that that was too much garlic because you know when you smell for garlic for three days straight that's that's not a that's not a good thing. <laughs> uh. See, I have a friend with a Korean wife. He hates when she makes kimchi. Says the smell is bad for days. I mean, you know, I like kimchi myself. Both the user and the chat and the food um but it was, a little... it was i didn't even eat there's just the restaurant was called kimchi i think what i had was like food in like one of those like stone bowls or whatever and 
yeah, whatever it was, whatever the food, maybe it wasn't just garlic, maybe it was something else too, but whatever it was, it just, it just had, it made the garlic multiply by ridiculous amounts. <clears throat> there is some garlic that's milder than others, probably, sure. <laughs> yeah, let's see, kimchi, everybody wants me. Well, clearly, I mean, why, why wouldn't they? Um, Jeff, now you're going to be thirsty for kimchi today. Weren't you thirsty for Jackie last show? Uh, <laughs> anywho, so main topic of the show. Is that who's painting her in our house? <laughs> uh, and Rose is back again. I think like it's every 15 minutes Rose decides that she needs to be scritched. What's up, my rosy posies? This is the cat that half likes me. Have you told him about our, our mysterious panties? <laughs> no, I have not said that. that. No, I have not had that conversation on the podcast. Um, anywho, so main topic of the show is the uh, militia is not well regulated. Let me let me see if I can pull this up here. Let me let me let me. I was gonna do a lesson, do a little, do something a little little software development lesson on top of that. Uh, let's. Oh boy. I know. I was gonna make it not make it too too horribly. Uh, why is this that small? That's what she said. File um, new. Don't save. Weird. I don't know why it's doing this. There we go. That works. What's up, Jojo Mojo? Anywho, so let's 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 pull pull a couple things up first before I'm going to start the lesson. Uh, we're going to do that. And do that. And do that. I don't know why it's not letting me. There you go. That's good enough. All right. <clears throat> yes, the kitty the kitty paws are clawing into my shoulder at the moment. It it, it hurts a little, but I'll I'll deal with it because it's you know probably one of the only times that I get you know any sort of kitty love is you know now when I'm doing my podcast and she decides that laying on me is okay, so I'll take it. Hey, at least he hasn't bitten you. I know. See, is that cat giving you a massage? Can you teach my lazy eye movement? It's not really a massage. It's more like claws in my shoulder. So, and it's not <clears throat> not the way that I normally would appreciate claws in my shoulder, but that wouldn't come from a cat. So, <laughs> but I'm bummed. Not me. 
right, let's move this up here. All right. Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That is the Second Amendment. Everybody agrees? Yes? Good. So um, as a software developer, uh, this, this this is... something that I think is, is, is sometimes overlooked. So a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state. So there's that. That's the first clause. And then you have the second clause, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So a lot of times in software development, you'll have like an and. So in order for the second part to be true, in order for the whole thing to be true, if you have an and, I should have a different thing here. So if you have an and, that's terrible. I should use it. There we go. That's too thin. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> it's probably too thick. That's what she said. That's fine. All right, so I could and. So if you're adding two things together, so in order for the whole thing to be true with an and, so both things have to be true, and you have to and you check the first one first. So if this one is true, then you check to see if this one is true. But if this one is false, and I've never been good at writing with a mouse, so bear with me in my horrible handwriting. So this one is false, then you never even evaluate this one because this one is automatically going to be false. The entire one will, will be false because this one is automatically false. So there's no even need to check this one. So why am I saying this? Why am I bringing this up? Well, if you don't regulate the militia well, then how do you have, how, how can you deal with this part of the clause? If the militia is not well regulated, then how do you how do you have the right to keep and bear arms? That's my point. And we don't have a well regulated militia. The people are out there shooting people up left and right. The people are out there, you know, UNLV today. I wasn't quite exactly sure. I don't know if they've released the the amount of Dead people yet. Let's see. UNLV. I think it was something like three or six. Oh, that's, that's, that's why I couldn't focus. <clears throat> Let's see. Three, day, three hours ago, it says at least three killed um, from Embassy News three hours ago. Let's see. USA Today, one hour ago, Las Vegas shooter dead after killing three in campus assaults on two buildings. Um, did they, and my, my thing was what I told my wife earlier was if, if, if the shooter shot themselves, then the shooter was probably white. Um, if the cops shot the shooter, then the shooter was probably black. Um, that's just my assumption based on what typically happens when, uh, on typically happens in these sort of things that white White shooters are typically apprehended unless they unless they take their own lives. Um, 
But so far, as far as I've seen, they have not announced anything as to how uh, how everything went down. But this is from an hour ago, and I'm not seeing anything other than uh, three people being dead and that the shooter is dead on top of that and nothing else um, nothing else about why and who and etc. If anybody else has anything in the chat that would add to that and has any more thing to add information about that, um, please let me know. But let's see, Kimchi, I'm a, still a white girl who thinks collards are comfort foods. Now that I like spicy food, I can no longer tolerate life is cruel. That's terrible. Um, now, I do like spicy food. I love spicy food. Like, I looked at my DNA test and saw that I was, like, completely 100%, like, translucently white. And I was shocked at how white I was compared when you compare it to the food that I like. But, um Gibson made it just another normal day in the Chicago gun freeze. Well, here's the thing. Chicago is not the worst when it comes to gun deaths per capita. That's more conservative areas. But the other thing is that problem with Chicago, problem is you can't have, you can't have a city with <clears throat> gun bans. You can't have successful gun bans in a city when the surrounding areas around that city don't have gun bans. Why? Because a lot of the shootings in Chicago can be traced to like two gun stores that are right outside city limits. So it doesn't make sense to have, unless you need uniform gun laws nationwide if you want to actually have real regulated militia. If you want to have a regulated militia, you need real gun laws. It's one of the reasons I've argued. Well, one of the reasons I've argued is that because the Second Amendment says that well-regulated militia being necessary to security a free state, and, and because it actually mentions the need to regulate the militia, I've argued that that's, that's then saying that the federal government is the one that regulates the militia, and as such, it's not a power that's retained by the states or the people, and as such, the states or municipalities should not have the authority to regulate guns, that that should be the authority of the federal government to pass gun legislation. That's my, that, that's been my, that's my argument. Uh, because it's listed in the Constitution, the, the, because they list regulation of the militia in the Constitution, that the regulation of the Constitution then falls to the federal government and not the states. And it doesn't make sense to have separate regulations state by state on guns because it doesn't make any what is what sense does that make you're going to go from one state to another state to another state and have to deal with different regulations from state to state it makes no sense you had this one you had one situation that i always bring up i think you had a veteran from i want to say the veteran lived in virginia and the veteran went to new york city and the veteran was following the laws from virginia and went to new york city and thought he was doing the right thing by checking in his gun at the desk or whatever when he went into like the Empire State Building or something like that and then he ended up, ended up being arrested because he was possessing a gun on you know the property in violation of the law because the laws in New York City and in New York State were different than Virginia which makes no sense 
Hey, TK, what's going on? Um, <coughs> PSGE7, if there is a discipline problem in the state militia, then the solution is to discipline or prosecute any criminal actions by them not to infringe on the RKBA? RT, or do you mean RTBA? Um, of the general public, but is it the general public or is it the militia? That's the thing. But the problem is, is that we don't. But the thing is, is that again, as we said before, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And if you can regulate the militia, you have to regulate them. There's regulation is required there. You need to have regulation. But you can't have regulation. You can't have good regulation if, like, you ha- you have things like a city has a ban, but the counties outside of that city don't have the ban. So you can just go out the- outside the city, go buy the gun, and then go right back into the city. That's why the bans does don't work because they're not uniform nationwide. They're not even uniform state wide. And of course, Gibson Media says no way states rights trump uh, trump any national law. First of all, that's not true because of the supremacy clause. If there are, if if if, if the if the federal government is given the power by the Constitution, then it's not a power that is retained by the states or the people. Because according to the Tenth Amendment, the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited to it by the states or preserved to to the states respectively or to the people. Meaning that the powers that are delegated to the United States by the Constitution are not given to the states. Also, the enumeratization of the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed or denied or disparage others retained by the people. Rights belong to people. Powers belong to the states or people. Again, no such thing as states' rights. Um, let's see. I'm trying to just save my water since that's a third of it. There's a water bottle over. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see. Scroll down. <clears throat> Need to understand between the difference interpretation of well-regulated. Bleh, hold on, let's scroll too far. Is far different than what well-regulated meant at the time of the Second Amendment writing. Well. I mean, I mean, words do have meaning, but meaning of words, that's the thing. If, if the writers, if the, if the authors meant, meant to have the words mean what they wanted us to have them mean, then they should have explicitly stated what they should have meant in the Constitution themselves and not had us guess. Because, you know, English is a horrible language and words can have several meanings. So if they wanted to be specific in what it meant, then they needed, they needed to spell it out specifically and not have us try and interpret what they were saying. Um, do, 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 do. Ah, keeps scrolling on me. Uh, 
Militia was comprised of any of age male capable of being called upon for defense of the state. So, but is it a capable of, or was it when you were called upon uh, for defense on the state? So were you able to bear arms at all times or just when you were called upon? PSGE says, states do not have rights because they are government states have powers which are enumerated in the Constitution. Thank you. That's what I say all the damn time. Thank you, PSGE7. Thank you. <laughs> how could the founders know how the same words would have different meaning 200 years later? Did the founders know that regulated did regulate it have several different meanings? There are words that have several different meanings, like, you know, back then, I'm sure. I mean, did the word redact mean two different things back then as well? No, I think the sentence back then, I mean, you look at the sentence, and if I was like an English major, I mean, if, if somebody wrote that sentence, it would be like, fail. It is a terribly written sentence. Um, I don't know. It's It's just... <clears throat> because like if you look at the rest of the bill of rights like let's just look at the rest of the bill of rights and see how they're worded Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peacefully assemble and to petition the government or redress of grievances. I mean, that's plainly worded. That's plainly worded. Third Amendment. No soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. That's plainly worded. Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by an oath or information, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. That's plainly worded. Fifth Amendment, no person shall be held to answer for capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in a time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject to the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Plainly worded, Sixth Amendment, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for defense. Plainly worded. Seventh Amendment. In suits at common law, where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by jury shall otherwise be reexamined in the court of the United States than according to the rules by common law. Plainly worded, excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. I mean, that's a, it's subject to interpretation as to what is considered a cruel and unusual punishment and what is an excessive fine or what is excessive bail. But 
finely worded. Ninth Amendment, we've already seen the Ninth Amendment. Tenth Amendment, we've already seen the Tenth Amendment. So of the first ten amendments, the nine of them are plainly worded and understandable in today's English and, I guess, in the English back then. But for some reason, the words of the Second Amendment are somehow magically were different back then. Like, that, that's the thing I have a problem with. Like, I have a problem with the idea that magically the Second Amendment is using these magical words that somehow were magically different back in the 1700s, but yet all the other words that were used in the Constitution uh, to define our government, we could probably go through all of the words of the Constitution, every single word in the Constitution we could probably go through, and the only words that somehow magically were used differently in the Constitution than today are the Second Amendment, like that doesn't pass the smell test to me. So Gibson, uh, Columbia versus Heller courts have ruled that the right of individual citizens to bear arms uh, existed only within the context of participation in the militia. Um, And in Heller, Scalia said that uh, there is, the ability that the constitution does allow for the regulation and restriction of certain firearms and certain guns. There are certain regulations that can be put in place. And Scalia says that. Let's see. Here's the thing, Gibson. You're bringing up the Federalist Papers. And that's one of the biggest things that I have a problem with is when conservatives bring up the Federalist Papers is because our, many times, and I think we've had this conversation before, but I'll bring it up for the benefit of the other folks in the chat. Are we text, are are conservatives or or other folks who may be libertarian-leaning or whatever, um, are, are we textualists or are we not textualists? Do we, do we follow the words of the laws in the Constitution as written, or do we not follow the words in the text as they're written? Uh, because a lot of the times we'll talk about judicial intent. We'll talk about legislative intent uh, when we're talking about these laws. And people, when, people often will talk about, when we talk about legislative intent, uh, when we talk about laws as, as what they mean, what they supposedly mean, um, the, the conservatives will say, well, we can't do that. We have to be textualists. And the same people, though, will like, you know, Scalia or Alito or the same jurists when discussing this will then bring up the Federalist Papers. I'm like, well, how can you bring up the Federalist Papers and then talk about being a textualist? Because you can't be a textualist and then talk about the Federalist Papers. Because all the Federalist Papers are, are talking about this is my intent. This is the intent. So do we we allow discussion of intent of of what was meant by the people, or do we not talk about the intent? Hey, Elizabeth. First two comments. It was meant to allow individual states to be able to call the militia because the regular army is not allowed to intervene in domestic law enforcement, National Guard, um, 
had to escort the student into the yeah had to escort this yeah the national guard had to escort the students and not into like the ninth into classes yeah that's a very good point Uh, lucid libertarian gun control has historically been racist and isn't all that much different today. That, that, that you raise a very good point with that point. Uh, there is a lot of gun control that is in effect racist. In fact, when uh, uh, Ronald Reagan uh, tried to push uh, some gun control efforts in California uh, to prevent the Black Panthers from having uh, their own uh, weapons, uh, having their own guns, uh, the NRA did nothing to stop that from happening. They didn't want to stop that from happening. They were more than happy to stop the Black Panthers from having guns. Uh, the NRA is more than happy to have white people have guns, but they don't want black people to have guns. Uh, stop and frisk. The stop and frisk actions in New York City, for example, uh, were, you know, the people stopped, 95% of which were black and brown people. Uh, you didn't you typically did not stop and frisk a white person. Uh, and but many times conservatives were the ones who were supporting stop and frisk type laws <clears throat> because they thought it was a reasonable thing to stop and frisk people who they thought looked scary. Uh, but I would wonder, you know, would one of the things I would I would wonder one of the things I would I, th- I thought about and maybe brought up on the show before is whether or not you know if we could have some sort of time machine that would get like Jefferson. Or Hamilton, like right on, right before they died, and you know, could grab them and like pull them into the future, right before they died, and we could be like, "Hey, we're going to interview you and, and get your opinions on these matters," and be like, "What do you think about these things uh, going on in our society today? What do you think about, for example, uh, the fact that we have guns that can shoot out x many bullets a second? X many bullets a minute, X many rounds a minute. <clears throat> we don't need to reload. We don't have muskets where we need to, you know, shove the the powder in and, and, and then load the muzzle and everything like that. We, we have these repeating uh, weapons that you put a clip in and you can go and just shoot out a whole bunch. And we have flying machines that can just... We have large howitzers, and we have other sorts of weapons that can fire. Uh, you know, I don't know if we'd be able to explain uh, 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 depleted uranium-tipped uh, armaments or whatever. I don't know if, how much we could explain to them. What, what would you think about ordinary civilians being able to have such weaponry? Uh, do you think the Second Amendment would, would say that those people should be able to have such things? Would you word the Second Amendment differently if 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 people would if 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 anybody could be able to get uh, an Uzi or if anybody could get an AK-47 or an AR-15 or whatever? Um, but I'd also I'd also want to get their opinions on other things like what would you think about the Senate uh, about the makeup of the Senate today when the makeup of the Senate when you formed the country the the size of the biggest state as compared to the smallest state was about 11 times. Like Rhode Island was uh, uh, Virginia, the size of the population of Virginia taken into consideration, a three-fifths compromise was 11 times more than the size of Rhode Island. Um, whereas now the size of Wyoming compared to the size of California is like 55 times. 
like would would you have said that the Senate should be made in the way that you made it if you knew that we were we'd eventually have states with that big of a size discrepancy that such a small population state would have that much say with such a as as such a large population state or would you have worded it differently because you're then giving those small states an even larger say than you ever imagined would have they would have back in the day or would you maybe have put a limit of some sort on how many people or what size a state could be or maybe an automatic splitting of states or something i don't know but you know of course this is a uh a, a a sci-fi type topic because we're never going to have that sort of thing. But I can't imagine that the founding fathers could have imagined those things that we have today. So maybe, just maybe, the the people who believed it was okay to have a compromise that said black people counted as three-fifths of a person yet didn't have any rights to vote and could be held owned as people and maybe those people weren't quite the perfect uh, arbiters of, of what or is or isn't the, the best, uh, you know, list an enumeration of rights. Maybe they weren't the best people to determine, you know, whether or not, you know, these words were the best words. You know, because, you know, I'm like Donald Trump, I have the best words. Nobody has any better words than me. So. Uh, first of all, Gibson, it's Y-O-U-R-E, not Y-O-U-R. Second of all, please stop insulting people in chat. As I've said before, and, and you're on, you, you, you've been given more warnings than others because you have done. Um, attack, the, attack the argument, not the person. He's, he's been moderated. I have moderators who handle it. Jolie, Jolie moderated it. So nobody should be insulting anybody in the chat. Except me. Except my wife. My wife can insult anybody she wants. <laughs> happy spouse, happy house. Uh, show reset, uh, Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left, that's right, liberaldanradio.com. Uh, we have 24 likes and 24 viewers, so there you go. Well done, folks. You've liked and but if, you, if for some reason there are people who've dropped off the chat, please make sure if you haven't liked to go ahead and like the, con- like the show. If you haven't subscribed, please make sure to subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, you, you know, follow me over on Twitter, at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter. I'm also Liberal Dan Radio on TikTok, uh, on Twitch. I'm trying to get my... Uh, subscribers up or my followers on Twitch up to 50 followers so that I can make that my next point. Uh, Best thing you could do is to uh, subscribe to the channel and also to every night uh, go to bed, turning on one of your devices, logged into an account and watch a long video. You don't even have to watch it. You could just turn it on. Don't mute it, but turn it on, you know, maybe a low volume and just, have it watch one of my long lives. Like I have some four hour ones. I have some three hour ones because we need to catch up at about, I have about 211 hours to catch up with at this point. Uh, we'll probably be closer after tonight's show because after we do a three hour show tonight, 
with 24 viewers. Uh, with uh, there's an average, we have an average view duration of, for the concurrent viewers of 30. So we're getting up there uh, because we're doing two shows a week. We'll see. Um, but then again, next week, um, it's highly likely that we, um, we're not going to have a Wednesday show, though I could very well do it from the road. I could do it while driving and just, you know, kind of just talk while not paying. I will drive and you can do whatever because I am not letting you drive and do that at the same time. Well, I could just be watching the road and just talk. <laughs> Anywho. So maybe maybe Cassie will drive and I'll and I'll just do it from the phone and we can we can we can do a show from the phone, but it won't be a uh, it won't be a full on well produced show. It'll just be a random show. So anywho, we'll see we'll see what we do. It'll we'll play it by ear because we'll be on the road for a good nine, ten hours or so. You're not stopping at Bucky's long. Yeah, we're not going to stop it. We'll stop at Bucky's, but we won't stop at Bucky's long. The hedgehog place. Because <laughs> I have a date. You have a date with Brendan Fraser? Yep. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anywho. What's sad today is, let's see, going back to the going back to the gun thing, though. Um, Chris Murphy from Connecticut today asked my colleagues to pass a universal firearms background check legislation supported by 90% of Americans would save thousands of lives. Republicans blocked it. Three hours later, another mass shooting in UNLV. The carnage is a choice. Um, hey, Jackie, what's going on? Ooh, you're getting a Bucky's here. You're lucky. The closest Bucky's that we're going to have is eventually in Mississippi, which is what going to be like an hour and a half away. It's going to be a pass for scale. <laughs> so maybe an hour away. So, um, Elizabeth, there are volumes of precedent to consider strict textualists as a fallacy. Changes were made before the Constitution was ratified. There's that too, but. Again, my problem with the textualists is that many textualists quote the, the many textualists quote the founders in the Federalist Papers, and you can't be a textualist and quote the founders in, in the Federalist Papers because that's a, that's hypocrisy. Can you have that book right there? With this one? Yeah. There you go. Um, but one of the problems I have with Chris Murphy's comment about the ninety percent of Americans is that it's kind of a it's it's kind of a it's 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 not a lie, but it's kind of a misrepresentation of the facts as they are, and it's like the polls. The poll. The problem I have with polls. Sure, ninety percent of people, when polled, will say we support background checks, but when they don't poll the people and say, do you support background checks, and will you vote against people who don't? Vote for them. Here, let me put it more towards, maybe down, so it doesn't blow into the microphone, so it doesn't sound like I'm in a hurricane. Well, I'm gonna know that. 
Anyway, so that's the same thing with the abortion polls. Abortion polls, 65% of Americans support abortion choice in some form or another and oppose these draconian abortion laws. Well, true, but how many of those Americans would vote against the people who are passing those laws, and especially in the red states? I mean, even maybe some a majority, like if you go into those red states, like Ohio, Ohio, when put on the ballot, they enshrined abortion rights into the Constitution. Great, wonderful for Ohio. They got it on the ballot, and they enshrined abortion rights into the Constitution. But that doesn't mean that a Democrat's not going to win statewide in Ohio, because some of those, some of those 58% or so are the people who voted for abortion rights are Republicans who just happen to support pro-choice views. But at the end of the day, when it came down to do I support pro-choice views or do I support the Republican Party, they're going to end up voting for the Republican in who's running because they're not going to vote against the Republican for the Democrat for the various other reasons why they support Republicans. So of those 90% of Americans, probably a good half of those people who are being polled maybe a little less, but half of those people that are being polled who support background checks who say, hey, it's a good idea to have background checks are still going to be like, but I'm not going to vote for a Democrat for all these other reasons. So therefore, the Republicans who are in their districts or who are their senators or what have you, who are going to, you know, who are voting against these background checks are not afraid to vote against these background checks because they know that the people who want the background checks are not making it, uh, they're not drawing a line in the sand. They're not saying, pass these background checks or you're getting yeeted. They're saying, we want these background checks, but it's not, it's not worth it for us to, to vote you out. So <clears throat> that's the problem with citing the 90% quote. It doesn't do, it doesn't mean anything when it's not backed up by the other data of they support a background check and would they vote to vote people out if they don't, if they don't pass the background checks. Now, if you had a poll that said 90% of Americans support background checks and are going to vote out anybody who doesn't pass a background check, that would get them voting. Because that would then make them be like, oh, well, shoot, I better do something. Because that would be calling their bluff. But until that happens, you're not going to see action on background checks. Because it is what it is. Thank you, Donald. What's up, Cynthia? Good. Thank you for joining. Bicycle Mike, I look for low NRA scores for candidates. That's a, that's a good thing. <coughs> I probably would get a low NRA score from, from, from them because of the fact that I support background checks and I support, you know, a, a actually well-regulated militia. Um, 
see, wait, Steve, there was a question from Steve that I missed a question from Steve. Hold on. Hold on. Steve, you watched the suggestion from the other day. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Do, 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 do. See if I feel like I missed a, a question from Steve that was supposedly excellent, but I haven't. I don't. I'm, for some reason, I'm not seeing it. That does suck the suck. Elizabeth, what's the question from Steve? Because I'm not seeing it. Maybe I'm blind. I don't know. Uh huh. Liberal Dan Radio now with added trolling from his wife in the background. <laughs> he wanted to know how we have unfettered access to guns but limited access to health care. Well, because. The Republicans basically will argue that healthcare is not a right, but that guns are, because they'll argue that healthcare is not enumerated in the Constitution, so therefore it's not a right, even though, my favorite button to click, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights should not be construed as denied or disparage others retained by the people, meaning that just because something is not enumerated in the Constitution does not make it a right, does not make it not a right. Um, <clears throat> you would think that the uh, the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, as stated in the Declaration of Independence, would tell us that we do have the right to uh, to get quality health care, but, you know, they don't seem to want to agree with that. But, hey, um, wait, Donald's, Donald's time. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um Kim Chia went to Southern John's a few times when he dissed a gorgeous woman. The misogyny was unacceptable. Uh, yeah, when uh, didn't as he docks a few people and like that we know, and I just I haven't been back since that was said. So I, I've just I've just have stopped. Um, he's become or is very very bitter, and I'm just I just don't want any part of that at this point. Um, there were no federal gun control laws until the National Firearms Act of 1934. Well, probably because the, the firearms that they had before 1934 were not a huge, giant threat to the people around everybody. And as technology grew, there there needed to, there became a need for more and more uh, regulation because the technology made it more and more necessary for more and more regulation. Right. The the appeal to tradition is not a is not a logical argument. The appeal to tradition is a logical fallacy. Uh, Lucid Delaberry, if the Americans want a health care to be a constitutional protective right, then support an add an amendment to the Constitution. But here's the thing, Lori, Lorianne. Um, if there are non non enumerated rights, correct? Do you will you agree with that statement? There are non enumerated rights. 
Hey, Andrea. Speak of the devil. Hey, Andrea. What's going on? Um, I guess when you have a chance, Cassie, can you reach me a water? Maybe. Yep, Elizabeth. World War One's bought bigger guns into the scene. Bigger guns and access, more access to guns. Also, the only thing left is tires. Okay. Thank you. Bigger guns, and not just bigger guns, but you had the ability to mass manufacture things. So as we've grown to be able to manufacture things at a at a faster rate, with you know, you know, technology, better technology comes mass production. Mass production yields the ability to produce you know more bullets, more guns, better guns, more precise guns, yada yada yada. Ad infinitum. Now, I'm saying uh, technology improvements doesn't necessarily imply that we need regulation, but that they're going hand in hand because as you create deadlier weapons and and you as you create access better access to these deadlier weapons, more and more people can get them meaning that more and more people who maybe shouldn't have access to them have access to them. Like, you know, the people who might come up on a background check, for an example, who should then not, should then, who might get flagged on a background check. And as such, maybe we should have the background checks to prevent the people who shouldn't be purchasing those guns from having them. Because I would argue that you know, you have the right to you, you may have the right to, to bear an arm, but do you have the right to sell an arm? Does the does the does the federal government have the ability to uh to uh regulate the sale of firearms, especially if those firearms are sold across state lines? I would argue that that's interstate commerce. And the federal government absolutely has the right to to regulate the sale of firearms across state lines. And the Supreme Court actually has actually made the argument that all sales in the United States can, you know, that can be interstate commerce actually counts as interstate commerce, whether or not you agree with that or not, whatever, but that's current Supreme Court precedent. So if you're able to say that, you know, the, that selling, if you're selling guns across state lines and that's interstate commerce, guess what? Federal government can regulate it. It was perfectly legal for many to own maximum Browning MGs that they brought home after World War One. And but look, the people that brought home guns after World War One, I'm not necessarily worried about. I mean, maybe some of them. Like if if you if you, if, 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 if if yeah if you're uh, that's World War Two. If you if if you're if you're in the military. I've, I'm not necessarily unless unless you like are dealing with like a, a discharge because of a mental issue like PTSD and maybe then at that point maybe you might there there might be an issue of, of you know that needs to be dealt with or, you know a psychological issue um, but generally speaking I think that people who served in our military you know should automatically have the 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 be trusted with weapons because they're properly trained to use them. 
you know, maybe I'm such bad, you know, hey, background check. Here's my military ID. Okay, you're good to go. Done. Fine. Or here's military ID. Check the military ID against the database. Good. You're fine. That's all I need to show. That's all we needed to scan. There's nothing in your record showing that there was anything, any problems. You're good to go. Done. Um, but <coughs> should Joe Blow off the street be able to go buy a P90? I don't think so. Can I have an A-10 Warthog with uh, with depleted uranium tips as as my weapons? Can I have a howitzer on my front lawn? Can I have a Abrams tank and roll it down the street? Can I get can I get an Israeli Merkava? Can I, can I can I have any sort of arms that I wish? I mean, if if there's no regulation whatsoever, if you can't infringe my right to have any sort of arms to bear, then then what what's what's stopping me from having any sort of weapon? Why can't I have a nuke? Well, I want a fire blower thing. A flamethrower. Yeah. <sighs> So there's 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 plenty of arguments that you know Yeah, please don't. <laughs> Ends of the L. <laughs> what is stopping the government? What do you? Th- I mean, that's that's the thing. There is this, there is this, there is this idea that is held by many a conservative that we would be able to today magically be able to stand up and and fight against the government. I mean, I, I think that time is long past. I think I think the idea that that the type of weapon that you have um, is going to uh, uh, even if you had, even if you you armed yourselves with a bunch of P90s, I don't think that's gonna that's gonna do anything. The government has nukes. Like the government is is has billions of dollars of nukes. So either you, you're gonna do a massive horde rush on the government and take it over. You're gonna take it over. A, it's gonna if there's gonna be a government takeover by people trying to take over the government from, from tyrannical people. It's not going to happen in, in the way that it happened in 1776. It's going to happen a completely different way. It's going to have to happen another way. It's not going to happen via a, a rising up of the populace and mass. It's just, it's as kimchi is like, it's delusional. It's delusional to think that, it's delusional to think that 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 the people could then rise up um like they sing about in Hamilton when are these colonies gonna rise up gonna rise up <laughs> sorry when you say that's the whole point, but 
it's 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 never gonna happen. Like there was the chance. You had the chance. the people had the chance. In in, in January sixth, right? They did squat. Couldn't even put together a an insurrection on January sixth that was successful. Couldn't even find Pelosi in the building. Couldn't even stop a government uh, proceeding from going forward. <clears throat> PGC, it's perfectly legal to own a tank as an automobile vehicle. The main gun must be rendered operative. Well, why? If I have the right to bear arms, why, why does the gun have to be an operative? I mean... Isn't that unconstitutional? Isn't that telling me that I can't have a certain weapon? Gibson, that was the goal, though. The goal was to stop the legitimate function of government to prevent a legitimately elected president from being from from taking over. That's what the goal was, because there was no steal. Biden was legitimately elected president because certain people can't handle the idea that because Trump Trump had rabid followers who went out and went to big super spreader rallies and Biden had people who stayed home and voted, you know, responsibly and didn't go out. To, like I never went to one Joe Biden rally, yet I still went out and voted because, you know, we didn't have we don't have to go wear all sorts of things all over. We don't have to dress ourselves up in all sorts of Trump paraphernalia to, to be politically active. We can just put maybe, maybe put on one article of closing, if that, and just go cast a ballot and have, have that be the end of it. Like we I don't, don't think you can wear... Not to, not to vote, but just in general. Yeah. Like, I don't have to wear Biden paraphernalia 24-7. I mean, sometimes I will wear my no malarkey shirt on the podcast. But I don't have to, like, go out and wear, like, I don't have to go everywhere I go except for to vote and wear Biden, Biden, riding with Biden, like, from head to toe with the flag on, on the back of my van and whatever. I mean, I do have a bumper sticker, but, but <clears throat> I don't have to do all, I don't have to do all of that to prove that, you know, I'm, you know, somebody that I'm just going to cast a ballot for somebody. Yet, for some reason... Uh, many Trump supporters deny that Biden got many more votes because they didn't see people at Biden rallies. Well, that's because Biden didn't hold big super spreader rallies because he was being responsible during a pandemic. It is what it is. If we wanted to take the Capitol today, we would have taken it. So were you there, Joe? <laughs> Me and Aaron are on the same wavelength. I asked the question right before Aaron typed it. Now, now it won't it won't seem that way because it'll take me a few seconds to to actually stream that all the way through to the uh, 
to to the chat for them to hear it. But literally, I said that. Were you there? And then I and then all of a sudden, I see Aaron's chat. Are you? Were you there as well? Um, Oh, we the people. Well, I'm part of we the people. I I I I'm part of I'm part of we the people, and I thought the people that were storming the Capitol were a bunch of idiots uh, because they were, you know, they well, you know, especially uh, terrorist Barbie uh, who effed around and found out the hard way. We the sheeple. <laughs> I'm not reporting you, Joe Gibson. I don't have any evidence to show you that you were part of any sort of insurrection, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Jeff, did you really just fall in the kitchen? But yeah, I mean, people who say that, one of the things that, that's another thing we should talk about, though. That's another thing we should talk about is um, the Speaker of the House, Speaker Mike Johnson, uh, is releasing the video. But before they release the video, they're redacting the images, the faces of the people in the video because he doesn't want the Justice Department to, to go after the people in the video, like for crimes. Like, isn't that aiding and abetting a crime? If the people in the video committed a crime, shouldn't the Justice Department go after anybody in those videos that committed crimes? Like, that's, that's, there are, there's clear example. I mean, I'm fine if Speaker Johnson wants to go on and release every single minute and second of video that exists from January 6th and not just the picking and choosing that Tucker Carlson did so oh look this wasn't violent look at all these peaceful people just walking around the Capitol la di da no just skipping the skipping the fact <laughs> bicycle bike put some tussin on it <laughs> nice callback for Chris Tucker no Chris Rock wrong Chris Mo Tussin. Put some Robitussin in it. Mo Tussin. Um, took my ACE test. Pass it. Got a 65. I took some Robitussin. I was, I was acting up. Put some Robitussin. Now I'm fine. <laughs> anyway, back to the back to the um, back to the story back to the insurrection like release all the video show it but if you're aiding and abetting the people who participating in this by hiding their faces like that's bs show their faces there should if, if they don't believe that they anything they did anything wrong then show their faces and if they did do something wrong and the Justice Department says hey this tape here shows somebody doing something wrong 
the Justice Department could probably subpoena the raw footage anyway and be like, hey, we want this footage from this clip right here. We're subpoenaing it. Give it to us right now, and we will take this because this person is somebody who has who has committed a crime. Yes, the penis. It's a very large subpoena. Um, and they'll get it. And then they'll, they'll go after some more people who committed crimes on January 6th. But the idea that these people should are being protected by now the, the Speaker of the House, the person who's second in line to be President of these United States, that's almost... That, that, that's almost treason. That could be. That is treason. These people committed crimes against our country, and this person wants to protect them. That's a bunch of BS. PSGE, read the Electoral Count Act of 1877. 148 members of the House and Senate had publicly announced their intention to object to the 2020 vote under the auspices of the law. Then why did the people need to rush the Capitol for anything? There was no reason for them to take any action. But no, they stormed barricades, they attacked police officers. I thought Blue Lives Matter to y'all. I guess they don't when, when it's Blue lives matter to the blue lives matter crowd only when blue lives are killing black people. Blue lives matter don't matter when blue lives are trying to stop white people from doing things that white people want to do. Um, It is what it is. Again, thank you, Donald. Um, The goal of the insurrection was to enable invoking emergency rules to forestall announced objections to the electoral count. It was likely engineered. No, come on. That's just BS. They they stopped when Trump told them to stop. And Trump only told them to stop after a certain amount of time. Like... It was it was something that was talked about by Trump was like, come January 6th, it's going to be wild. Why would Trump say it was going to be wild? There's plenty of evidence to show that this was not anything that was done by people who wanted to stop the people who were trying to, to, to do these uh, parliamentary procedure type things. These were people who were going to stop stop the steal as Trump told them to. And Trump told them to go stop the steal. And that he was going to join them, except he lied to them. He said he was going to go down there with them. And then he never showed up because he lies. That's what he does. That, that's what he do. Jeff, please go take care of yourself. Go go leave the chat. Go go to the hospital if you need to and take care of yourself. I don't need the views that badly. 
please go take care of yourself. Yeah, the whole thing was orchestrated by uh, white supremacist, neo-Nazi, proud boy idiots who wanted to see Donald Trump continue to be their president. That's who it was orchestrated by. It wasn't orchestrated by anybody who wanted to see Joe Biden president. That's for darn sure. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anywho, we're at two hours, almost two hours into the podcast. Ooh, Ooh I know. Exciting, huh? But see, I'm not talking like I am on NPR, so I'm not putting you to sleep, though. True. Yeah. Because, you know, for all those who weren't listening back when I was evacuated during Hurricane uh, Ida, I was trying to be very quiet for the people whose house I was staying at, my mom's house. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, my wife was behind me, and, and I was, so I was being very quiet, but I was doing the Welcome to Liberal Band Radio, talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from Milledgeville, Georgia. And within five minutes, she was <laughs> dead asleep. <coughs> so, anywho. Blah. Yeah, I really don't think that, you know, the people who wanted Biden to be president were building, going to build a gallows and were attacking, were told to go attack police officers or something. Like, it doesn't pass the smell test. The theories that they come, the theories that conservatives who support Donald Trump to try and justify the actions that took place or the, to try and justify and defend Donald Trump don't pass the smell test. Like, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Not one bit. All right. I am leaving you. You're leaving me? No. Sorry. I am leaving you. I have a message to you. Uh-huh. Say goodbye. Say goodbye, Cassie. Bye. <laughs> Everyone gets to see your pretty face. Because you're peeking through through the through the thingy. This chair hurts my face too. That's because it's a tall, thin chair. Good night, Cassie. Good night, Cassie. Good night, Cassie. You're going to leave us now. Farewell, Cassie. Farewell, Cassie. Hmm. Anyway. Bye, Steve.
anyway, I'm not sure how much longer I'll be lasting tonight anyway, because I really don't have much to, to talk about tonight, unless anybody else has any, any other topics they want to talk about, because I don't want to keep beating the dead horse of the election wasn't stolen, Joe Biden is your valid president, and uh, the people who stormed the Capitol were traitorous, treasonous Trump supporters who were trying to keep Trump in office. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, PSG, the, the people with typical insults, uh, I've been more, we've had seen more insults coming from conservatives than, than liberals a lot of times. Um, hell, you had the uh, other Joe uh, who was uh, using lots of insults who called in last show. Um, thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining, as always. Appreciate you. Let's see what's going. Maybe there's something on the um, what's trending on the Twitter, on the Twitter tubes, on the, the the shitter or whatever. Romney is trending. Why is Romney trending? Um, nothing really important. Tom Fitton is trending. Uh, Tom Fitton is asking questions about election integrity. Oh, lovely. The Judicial Watch idiot. Um, who's not even a lawyer. What did Tank say now? People in that establishment are going to realize Trump wasn't joking when he starts putting them in prison for criticizing him. Then it'll dawn on him that maybe they shouldn't have run a guy polling at 37% again. Maybe Jack Younger should realize that maybe he shouldn't have been spending all of his time trying to run for president when he's not capable of running for president. He's not eligible to be president and should have been like, you know what, maybe I should, you know, instead put my ego aside and support the guy who's the incumbent and support the incumbent running for president instead of being a whiny little bitch. Holy crap. See, I'm wondering if anyone's going to get their ass fired or prosecuted for the disappearance of all the J6 witness interview videos. I've what it's disappearance of J6 interview videos. Let's Google. Disappearance J6 interview videos. As I always always say, like I said, buddy, we need new progressives. Oh, the Epoch Times is saying that January 6th committee tapes have disappeared, says House Republican. Sure, the Epoch Times, a very reliable news source. Sure. The Tampa Free Press, sure. USA Today, here we go. No evidence January 6th. No evidence January 6th committee destroyed records contrary to online claims. The claim January 6th House committee was caught destroying records. The August 9th Facebook post shows clips of several members of the House committee that investigated uh, 6th on the Capitol 
Now that J6 unselect committee has been caught destroying the records, let's see what they said in their own words about destroying evidence, blah, blah, blah. It was shared more than 300 times in 12 days. Similar versions of the claim have been shared on social media by former Trump and Lauren Boebert. Our rating false. The Republican congressman overseeing the investigation into the committee's work has not said any records were destroyed, and there have been no reputable reports of such destruction. What Representative Barry Loudermilk of Georgia did say is that some video recordings are missing. He does not know what happened to them. Committee provided transcripts of some interviews, depositions. The interview center is on the whereabouts of some video recordings of interviews and depositions from the committee's investigation into the riot of Capitol January 6th. The committee has issued its final report before it disbanded. Loudermilk and Bernie Thompson, the rep Mississippi Democrat who chaired the committee, traded letters in June and July. Loudermilk wrote that some recordings were not archived or transferred to the committee on the House administration. Written records of them were provided, however. House Rule 7 outlines the requirements for preserving House records at the end of each two-year term. And a footnote to Thompson's response to Loudermilk outlines why Thompson says those written transcripts comply with that rule. The committee was not obliged to archive all video recordings of interviews or depositions that were transcribed, he wrote. He cited guidance from the House Clerk's Office that says information is contained in a document and not necessarily that document's format made it a permanent record. Because those interviews and depositions were transcribed by nonpartisan professional official reporters and were reviewed for errors by both the witnesses and committee staff, those transcripts qualify as the official permanent records and final house rules for record keeping, he wrote. Nowhere in the letter does Laudermilk say the recordings were destroyed. There are no reputable news reports that make the claim and no evidence of the destruction of the records. Whether the missing information has been destroyed, was sent to the other entities, or is still in possession of members of Congress from the select committee is uncertain at this time. Uh, Adam Comas, a spokesperson for the Democrats on the House Homeland Security Committee, called the claim in question very much false. Thompson is in the ranking member of that panel. He was today also reached out to social media users who shared the claim but did not uh, actively receive a response. So no, nothing, no evidence of anything being destroyed. Uh, they do have the, they do have uh, the appropriate evidence of the transcripts of those <coughs> hearings, and they followed the House rules. So there you go. Gibson, stop. Come on. Just stop. I want to think that you're better than that, but every time you say something like that, you're proving to me less and less that you're not. As here's the, and well, here's the thing, though, is that the more people, uh, the more people comment, the more people react to the video. I mean, it does help the algorithm. So, not saying that it I want people to is. be, not saying that I want people to be, you know, shitty in chat. I do want people to be good and behave in chat and not call names and not call people, you know, prostitutes or whatever. Um, and also, don't use prostitute as a slur because sex work is legitimate work, according to my podcast. There's no such reason to assault people by calling them a sex worker because sex work is legitimate work and should be legal. So...
Let's see. Missing January 6th of interview. Um, then. <coughs> Jumps, Trump judge says a Trump's demand for missing January 6th records, not a good faith effort to obtain evidence. Judge Tanya Chuckson denied former President Trump's motion to seek materials from the House Committee investigating January 6th that has not been turned over to National Archives, accusing him of engaging in a fishing expedition. Trump has sought to subpoena individuals and materials related to the investigation, claiming that certain records were missing. Broad scope of the records that the defendant seeks in his vague description of their potential relevance resemble less than a good faith effort to obtain evidence than they do a general fishing expedition that attempts to use the Rule 17 as subpoena as a discovery device. Select committee did not archive a temporary committee records that were not elevated by the committee's actions, such as use in hearings or official publications, or those that did not further its investigative activities, said Rep. Benny Thompson. Accordingly, and contrary to your letter's implication, a select committee was not obligated to archive all video recordings of transcribed interviews or depositions. This will be a death by a thousand cuts as she acts like Smith's rubber stamp, blah, 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 blah. Chuckin's decision has been criticized as some blah, 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 blah. So... Again, so so I guess to have more, this is from MSN, to have more um, more context then. So the video, the transcript of the video, the transcript is of a video that was taken, and the video that was used was not used by the committee uh, itself. So it's not even a video that the committee used as evidence in their presentations. It was kind of a video that was used, but was like, okay, we're not going to use it. We just We just took the video. So we're just going to make a transcript of the video and file it as the as our, as the law as the rules of the Congress as the law requires. So, you know, again, it is what it is. Thank you, Donald. How long is eight hundred eighty-six thousand seconds? Uh, I don't know, off the top of my head. We can Google it. How long is A6? thousand seconds. Uh, a day. <laughs> Pretty much. How long is... 525,600 minutes. Andrea, Electoral College is to go. Hey, man, I agree. Electoral College does need to go. Um, and I'm sort of conservatives will disagree, but I would argue that according to even the Founding Fathers, again, going back to this whole thing with the Senate, uh, the Founding Fathers viewed when they created the Electoral College, they created with it this idea of the Senate where the, again, the biggest state was Virginia, the smallest state, I believe, was Rhode Island, and the difference between the sizes between the two, again, taking into consideration the whole three-fifths compromise, was that was 11 times the size. Virginia was 11 times the size of Rhode Island. Now the largest state to the smallest state, California, is like 55 times the size of Wyoming. So I don't know if they would have created the system that they did had they known that the largest state compared to the smallest state population-wise would have been 55 times the size. I don't know if they would have wanted to give the smallest state that much 
more power than the largest state in terms of power in the Senate. You are correct, Aaron. 525,600 minutes is a year. Why are there two Dakotas? I don't know. That's the thing. I think that was that was the one of the biggest conservative coups that they did was they they made it so that you know these tiny little small population states got as much say as the big populous states. I don't know if it's officially a coup, so to speak, but they made all these tiny little little states, tiny little pop these large states area wise, but small states population wise, and they just made them into these like, okay, here's a big state. Here's a here's a big state, but it's small in population. Here's another big state, small in population. We're just gonna let it be a whole ass state and let them have two whole ass senators just like the big ass states, the big population states back then. And no one thought there was a problem back in the day. Like come on. And then we end up having gerrymandering going on where the, the, the people who run the legislatures get to control who, who they, they, they pick the people they want in the House. Who, that's supposed to be the people's house. Why are there two Virginias? Well, I mean, would you really want the West Virginians if you, if you lived in Virginia? I mean... You would want to dump the West Virginias off as well. <clears throat> Why are there two Carolinas? Why should there just be one? There should be one Carolina, right? In my mind, I'm going to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Sorry. Um, Don't ask why there are two Carolinas. (laughs) Do the people in North Carolina just really not like the South Carolinians, like the people in Virginia not like the West Virginians? And why is it West Virginia and Virginia? Why is it West Virginia and East Virginia? Why is there a Utah and no Utah? <laughs> Why does the cowboy wear two spurs? If one side of the horse goes, so does the other. And what is a ute? <laughs> I mean, technically, if, if shouldn't California could be like, we're going to split California up into five parts and make ourselves into five states, and then we're going to that would that would create that could potentially create five liberal states.
What is a ute? I'm sorry, Your Honor. Utes. I mean, PSG, I mean, I, I try and defend the Constitution all the time. I'm constantly bringing up the Ninth Amendment. I'm constantly bringing up the Tenth Amendment. Because <clears throat> many times conservatives don't like the Ninth Amendment, especially when they say things like states' rights. You, for, for, two, for your credit, say that states don't have rights. States have powers, people have rights. So I, I give you credit for that one. You're one of the few people who bring up conservative arguments who agreed with me on the fact that states don't have rights, states have powers, people have rights. Um, Bicycle Mike, did you see where TFG said he wants to be dictator for, on day one? Yeah, that's part of my uh, Just the Clip. Uh, we can play Just the Clip again if you want. When the commentator makes an outrageous quip, no commentary needed, it's just the clip. Let's see. We can bring that up again because it's short. Open it wide open, full screen. Unmute, alternate, dismiss, play. There you go. <laughs> Just the clip. <clears throat> that made me so happy when I thought of the name of that bit. <laughs> Good for you, Lorianne. Good for you. Where do you live, by the way? I mean, you don't have to have like a city, but what state do you live in? Because like me, I live in Louisiana, so I'm not I'm not voting for Trump, but it doesn't matter because I live in Louisiana. Louisiana is voting for Trump. Nothing I can do about it. My vote doesn't matter in Louisiana. I vote for I, if I vote for Biden. Doesn't matter. My vote gets tossed. Or see, your vote doesn't matter. You you vote for whoever you vote for, and your your state's going to vote for Biden. So. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. It's part of the problems with the Electoral College. One of the problems with the Electoral College is that you vote and your vote gets thrown away if you don't vote in a state that matters. There's only like five or ten states that matter in the entire, in the entire country in any given time. The other states that, that don't other states that don't matter are, are states that are, are either ignored or they go to because of congressional districts. But, you know, most of the states, vast majority of the states don't matter whatsoever. And 
I'll, uh, I'll, I'll prove that to you in a second, because a lot of the times when people talk about the Electoral College, here you go. <clears throat> when people talk about the Electoral College, a lot of the times when they, when they want to defend the Electoral College, uh, they will say that uh, we can't get rid of the Electoral College because only the coasts or only the cities will elect the presidents and that the presidential candidates will ignore flyover country, right? That's what they say. That's what they tell us in defense of the Electoral College, especially the conservatives. That's what the conservatives will tell us. They will ignore flyover country. But is that, is that what they're doing already? And there are already states that we know are going to go for the Democrats, there are already states that we know are going to go for the Republicans. So why are the presidential candidates of the respective parties going to go to those states, except for maybe to try and campaign for those uh, congressional candidates in those states that might help them try and win, you know, Congress or the Senate over to help them pass legislation. But if you look at this map right here, and this is from one of my posts on liberalband.com. It's about, this is, this is a map of, I think it was back in 2016, Donald Trump's campaign rallies. This is where Donald Trump held campaign rallies. Notice where he didn't hold campaign rallies. None in Idaho, none in Montana, none in the Dakotas. Like, I think these were in Iowa, not in Nebraska, none in Oklahoma, none in Missouri, none here. <coughs> Damn. Excuse me. So all of these areas, I mean, he didn't go to Oregon either. I mean, he went up to Seattle for one reason. I don't know why. He did go into Nevada. He did go into Arizona. He went to New Mexico. He went to Texas. He never went to Louisiana. I mean, he probably figured he won Louisiana. No reason to go to Louisiana. Uh, went, didn't go to Arkansas. Nope. So these are all the areas he didn't go. He skipped flyover country. So if the argument to keep the Electoral College is, is that by getting rid of the Electoral College that the candidates are going to skip flyover country. Well, the candidates are already skipping flyover country. So maybe, just maybe, in an election where you got rid of the Electoral College, maybe the people in these areas might actually start mattering. So maybe candidates might Maybe Trump might go into California a little bit and try to pick up some of the red people in these districts and try to get them to come out to vote. Maybe Biden might go into the blue cities in some of these areas and try and convince them to get out and vote. Because at that point, every vote in the country would matter. And people wouldn't sit here and say, well, I live in a state that doesn't matter. I live in Louisiana, so my vote doesn't matter. My vote doesn't count, so why should I cast a ballot? It doesn't count. My vote's not going to count towards the election, so why should I bother? got rid of the Electoral College, every vote would matter. So every candidate would have every reason to fight for every vote. 
And maybe they wouldn't go to every single state or maybe they wouldn't go to every single city, but they would at least have a reason to put some sort of ground game everywhere to get the people out to vote, to vote for them. They would put an effort towards these, these voters to try and get them out and get, getting them to cast a ballot. But as we can see right now, they're not going to fly over country. So the fact that, so the argument that they are skipping, they would skip fly over country if we got rid of it is a misrepresentation because they're already skipping flyover country. <coughs> Damn. Kimchi, I have snuck into the Appalachian Trail at night to get jiggy. Does that count? Was it like a, was it a booty call? A West Virginian booty call? I backpacked the Appalachian Trail to a Harper's Ferry. That's pretty neat. I have a friend that, that did backpack the Appalachian Trail and I think uh, wrote a book about it. I've driven through West Virginia uh, like a little bit. Like when I go, when I would go back home to Baltimore um, before my mom moved to Georgia, the route that I would take would take me up I-81, which is a long pain in the ass six hour trip from, um, <clears throat> from Bristol, Virginia, and all the way diagonal, all the way up through, through Virginia. Um, and then you like, you cut into West Virginia a little bit and then you come back out and I think you go through Harper's Ferry and, you know, you kind of duck, duck, duck in and duck out, duck in, duck out or whatever. And then you make it into Maryland and you hit 70 and you go through Frederick and you go to Baltimore that way. Sometimes you, 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 instead of going off through that way, you might take 66 over to Washington, D.C. and cut back up. Sometimes we would go that way on the way back, like when we, especially when we leave from Delaware on the day after. We'd leave, we'd leave the family in Delaware at night and we'd start to drive that way. I'm just trying to drive all the way through. Um, go Delaware, um, go from Delaware on the south side of Baltimore area, go down through D.C., circle D.C., go through 66, go to 66 to 81, and then take 81 down. So, <clears throat> so yeah. What was interesting is, <clears throat> like, if you've ever seen the movie Cars, um like the first movie cars and like you have the interstate that goes like bypasses the, the town of radiator Springs. And, um, because before you had that interstate that bypassed radiator Springs, radiator Springs used to be a big town people would come through yada, yada, yada. And so you had that old town that the old road that would go through, I guess like whatever the route 66 or whatever, and people, and it, it, the Radiator Springs would be a big town, but because the interstate by, bypassed it, people stopped stopping at Radiator Springs. So one of the interesting things about the trip up from New Orleans to Baltimore, at least through up through West Virginia, at least, was the highway that I highways that I would took were all different number highways, like. Interstate 10, Interstate 59, Interstate 20, I think 77, um, like 40, 81. I think those were all the right numbers. <clears throat> so you had all those interstates. 
but all of those interstates, there was U.S. 11 was the same U.S. road that followed the entire route all the way there. So if I wanted to, I could take U.S. 11 the same way. And I realized that one time. So once, so times when I was hitting traffic, like if if, there, if I could tell that there was a traffic jam, I would just get off and take US 11 and just follow US 11 and then hop back on the uh, hop back on the interstate. This was before like you had really reliable GPS, and I would just do that, try and look at the interstate, see how the interstate was going, then hop back on the interstate and just keep going, and then lather and repeat every time I would see uh, another traffic jam. Uh, because for some stupid reason, Interstate 81 is a two-lane highway. For being such a big highway, it's a two-lane highway. It's really dumb that it's a two-lane highway, but it's a, it's a two-lane highway. But I went and I looked it up. I was I was I was interested because I was thinking because I'm such a Disney freak. I'm like, <clears throat> I wonder if there's anything about US 11. Like it seems to me to be weird that all of these highways just happened to be along you and there's like a website about us 11 let's see if i can pull it up <clears throat> let's see known as the molly pitcher let's see molly pitcher us 11 history there there is a no Maybe not. Maybe it's not that. US 11 blog. Hmm. Or maybe it's Route 11. US Route 11 blog. No, that's not it. <clears throat> it was a really interesting. Is it that? It can't be that. Because this is the American conservative website. And I don't think I would have went there. <laughs> but it says I've been there before. So who knows? No, it's not that. <clears throat> anyway, I can't find the website. I don't want to waste too much time on it. But point is, is that as I was reading the website that kind of chronicled the history of US 11, it was kind of talking about how a lot of the how a lot of the towns that were on US 11 <clears throat> were kind of thriving because as people were traveling north and south along US 11, they would. Travelers would stop there and do business there and, you know, stay at the hotels, shop at the businesses, et cetera. But once they put in all of these interstate highways, these, some of these towns started to do poorly. And I was like, this is just like cars, just like radiators, like all these little tiny radiator springs all along the, inter all along the interstate. So it's weird how art imitated life in that case, where you had all of these towns being affected by the interstate system. And like that, I'm not saying trying to distract from the interstate system. The interstate system is, is a good thing, but 
<clears throat> sometimes good things even have unintended consequences of where sometimes, you know, people, you know, can be negatively impacted by it. Um, oh, Jeff's back and good and cleaned up. Glad to hear that. Thank goodness. So, um, but yeah, it was just my little missive, I guess, about the whole thing. It was, it was just a really interesting read, an interesting thing. I remember I was, I was just, I was just curious one day. I remember I was laying in bed at my dad's house and I was just wondering, I was just like, I wonder if there's any history about this thing because it, it, it can't be a coincidence that, um, that us 11, that we, that we travel this route and it's all these different interstates that go this way, but it's all one us 11. And I think if, you take US 11 from <clears throat> if you take US 11 from New Orleans you can go all the way to Canada or like i guess you go i guess Rouse's point is according to the to DO Department of Transportation um it starts, it starts at Rouse's Point uh, in New York, and the entirety is 1,696 miles, and it ends uh, east of Pearl River, Louisiana. And US-11 in Louisiana uh, goes to Slidell, and it crosses the Pontchartrain Bridge in Louisiana, um, and it was broken for a good bit, a little bit after Katrina. Um, and it just stops. I guess we had stopped beforehand. And it used to be 1,761 miles long until um, until I guess Katrina hit. So, but like I think I think they used to say that traders used to like, you know, take that route even before it was a, a, a bridge. I think they used to take it all the way up into Canada. So it was just an interesting read. <clears throat> Let's see. Do, 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 do. I love driving back roads on long drives. I don't care that it takes long. It's so much fun. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, like a lot of times, though, like when you're driving on US on, on on Interstate 81, it almost feels like a back road just because you're 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 twisting and turning, and there's so much scenery there anyway. You're like it's like you're getting on a back road, and then of course we had a traffic jam one time. I think it was right in the Harper's Ferry, and I decided to to play navigator, and we drove to a back road to try and get around it. And then Cassie hit a deer in my van. So yeah, Kim to us 11 is old Indian trail. That, that is something else that I, that I read. Um, out West you at route 66 became useless by the I 10. And that's also something that's funny is that I've no, I don't think I've ever heard any other interstate referred to as the, I-10 or the I something like, like I interstate 95 or I 95. I don't call it the I 95. I don't like around Baltimore. There's 695. I don't call it 
I-695. I call it 695, but I call it I-95. I don't call it the I-95. Interstate 81, I don't call it the 81 or I-81. I call it the I-81. So for some reason, it's the I-10. It's weird. I don't know why. Yes, if Jeff, does does it hurt to move the arm? Like, are you in pain if you, if you like move your fingers or move your arm or move your joints or whatever? Yeah, we do call six ninety five the Beltway, so there is that. I remember driving home to Baltimore with one of my fellow fraternity mates in college, and we were approaching the Beltway, and I was like, I guarantee you, we're going to hit traffic. And it was like it, we're going to hit rush hour traffic. It's like it's seven p.m. I'm like, it doesn't matter. We're going to hit traffic, and we got there, and we hit traffic. He was like, I can't believe it. We're hitting traffic at 7 p.m. I'm like, yep, because Baltimore drivers are stupid. Some of the worst drivers in the world are Maryland drivers. So bad. So bad. They're such bad drivers in Maryland. Although, in New Orleans, when I was driving – driving Uber or Lyft one time, somebody asked me, who were the worst drivers – who are the worst drivers in New Orleans? And I was like, the ones with Texas license plates. <laughs> so that got a chuckle out of them as well. See, Chris Christie, you'll be heading to the polls to vote, and this is something Donald Trump will not be able to do because he'll be convicted of felonies before then, and his right to vote will be taken away. Oh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Let's see if we can pull up some of the clips from the debate. We can we can maybe end with that. Let's see if we pull up some of the some of the clips from the debate. Uh, let's switch to the alternate. I mean, he's right, but he also helped create the monster. So I don't know how much, you know, I don't want to see, I don't want to see former governor Christie being president neither, but he's, he's got points, but you know, he's also a terrible person in and of himself. So. Let's see. Lucid, uh, Lorianne. Yeah. I need to watch GOP debate four for tonight for sure. It is entertaining and blood boiling at the same time. Um, let's see. What else did he say?
<laughs> no, there's no way you can trust Chris Christie. And I've said this on a previous show, but there are some people who are new here. But uh, back when Chris Christie was governor, he uh, he uh, negotiated a deal with the Democrats in the in the uh, New Jersey legislature in order to get a bill passed. And so they made they made deals. They 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 said, okay, we'll give you this, we'll give you this, and you give us this, and you give us this, and we'll we'll, we'll get this deal signed, and we'll sign a budget. And they everyone came to an accord. We all had an agree. They all had an agreement up there. They passed them. They passed the budget. It went to his office, and then he went and line item vetoed all of the Democrat stuff because the governor up there has a line item veto. So he lied out of his ass. No reason to trust him ever again because that's just what untrustworthy people with no ethics or morals do. Is that he he just completely just turned it in about face and just lied out of his ass to those people. So the idea, I mean, he doesn't have a line on a veto if he would ever become president, but I don't think he's ever going to become president because I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think right now that in the state of the Republican party, there's no way that anybody but Trump becomes the, the candidate. Cause I don't think the voters of the Republican party have the integrity to vote for anybody else, but Trump, even if Trump is convicted of crimes, I, I don't think it's going to happen. They're too beholden to him. And there, there are too many people who are Republican, who are Republican elected officials who are too afraid of the, of the large group of Republicans who love Donald Trump, who won't, who won't be, who won't take a stance, who, who know that Trump is bad and wrong, who won't stand up to him. They won't do it because they know that those other Republicans will become disaffected and will stay home. Let's see what else? Let's see. Uh, Lorianne, didn't Christy just barely qualify? Yeah, he, he just apparently just squeaked in. <coughs> I don't know. Maybe it was, I don't know if it was the number of contributions or the amount of contributions or just the polling numbers that just did it at the end. But yeah, he, he barely squeaked in. What was pretty sad about the, um, the Chris Christie thing is that when he, one morning he was on MSNBC and he was begging MSNBC viewers to go donate a dollar to his campaign. Because if they donated a dollar to his campaign, he would be able to have enough. If enough people donated one buck to his campaign, he would be able to say that he had enough donors to qualify for the next debate. Now, there's no way that I would put my name on a penny to a Chris Christie campaign, let alone a dollar. But... If you have to go begging to the MSNBC audience for a buck to get you on the debate stage, that's just proving that you have no chance in hell of winning this nomination. None whatsoever. Kimchi, I'm a fat chick and I'll get petty. I'm a fat man and I get petty too. Fat pettiness forever. Mm. 
Because I don't know, Republicans in Louisiana elected uh, Bobby Jindal. He's an Indian man, so there you go. Um, but then again, Jeff, I will say though, um, I, I I do not believe in making fat jokes against Christie or even against Trump. Um, we, there are plenty of things to criticize Trump and Christie about, and not the weight. Um, you never know. Again, as I said before in the podcast, you never know why somebody is obese. Uh, there is a strong correlation between people who are morbidly obese and people who have been abused as children, especially people who have been sexually abused as children. And so when you're mocking somebody who is obese, you may very well be mocking somebody who has been sexually abused as a kid. And that's not cool. So that's why I say if you want to self-deprecate as a, as a, as a fat person, I have no problem with that. I will self-deprecate myself all the time, all the live long day. But anybody else? No hands off. So are we only getting Oh, we got we got a Nikki Haley thing. Let's see. Look at DeSantis. Somebody forgot to replace his batteries. LOL. Ooh, they're arguing. That would be good. Let's let's see them arguing. Damn. Oh, I want to see what we learned from Chris Christie. (laughs) Here's a dick pic from the GOP debate. What? All right, let's see what Vivek has to say. Or Vivek. Oh, here we go. Here's here's the next part. Well, here's the, here's the problem with that. Is that all of these neoconservative, all of these neo-neoconservatives, it's like the new new conservatives who criticize the, the neoconservatives, uh, they all sit there and they all want to like be criticized about the so-called warmongers, even though half of the people who criticize the warmongers were all gung-ho behind the warmongers in the first place. Um, they'll sit there and, and they want to they wanna attack the spending of money and, 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 and all that stuff and whatever, but yet they'll, they'll, they, they want the pendulum to sw- swing back so far the other way that they want to take no responsibility for anything. Like for Ukraine, we as a nation, as a group of nations, as part of a group of nations promised the Ukrainians that for, for them giving up their nuclear weapons, 
Like, if they were going to give up, the, they possessed a large arsenal of nuclear weapons when they split away from the Soviet Union. They had possession of a ton of nuclear weapons. And in order for them to, if, when they, we, for us to convince them to give up that cache of nuclear weapons, that if Russia ever got frisky, that we would defend them, that we would defend them from uh, Russian encroachment into their territories. So we have a responsibility now to defend them. If we don't do that, <clears throat> what good is our word? Now we should spend money smart. We should spend money fair. It doesn't mean we need to spend, send our, our armed soldiers over there. It doesn't mean we have to risk our children's lives over there to die. It means, But it means we have to stick to our word. Because if we don't hold to our word that we gave when, when they, did it, they did that before, why would anybody else agree to the same things in the future? It's as simple as that. Lucid, I like to focus on common ground that can be found, which is actually much easier when we actually allow ourselves to hear the other side opposing opinion. Thank you. Thank you, Lorianne. I appreciate that. And that's why I let that's why I do have people calling into the show a bunch and why I do take calls from other people <coughs> from other side of the aisle. And sometimes people don't like it. Uh, but I will take calls from other people from the other side of the aisle simply because of the fact that I do like to find common ground with people who I generally disagree with, because that is the only way eventually that we will build bridges. Now, I also do like to show the folks on my side of the aisle, how to uh, have a good debate and how to, you know, how to win the debates too. So when we have those discussions that I can find the, find the holes in the arguments. Like for example, when I was having a debate with Gibson Media way back when, um, and we were talking about the so-called politicization of the, of the Justice Department, I was, you know, I was letting him talk for a little bit. And I was like, back in 2016, did you uh, ever say lock her up with, with Hillary Clinton? And he was like, uh, uh, yeah. And I was like, isn't that what Donald Trump said to do that? Was, wasn't that him saying that he was going to politicize the, the, the Justice Department? Uh, so that was okay, but it's not okay for, you know, you know what I mean? You, you see what I'm saying? And so, so, so that's sometimes when, you, when you're having such conversations and you're trying to get so the, so the, the weakness in, in the arguments on the other side uh, you do have to allow them to, to talk to be able to show the holes in their arguments. And sometimes people, when you when you allow them to show the holes, sometimes they'll see the holes. They'll they'll see that, oh, you showed a hole in my argument. It's happened with me. Like one time I was having a conversation with somebody. It was like about the existence of, of the term rape culture. And I used to say, I used to disagree with the term. I used to, I used to disagree with the term, thought there was a BS term. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I thought rape was wrong, clearly, but I didn't think the term rape culture was was a meaningful term. I didn't agree with it, but I was operating off of some definition that was wasn't actually the correct definition. Uh, then somebody, I made some argument, and then somebody explained it to me why my argument proved that rape culture exists existed, and I was like, huh. So the person allowed me to make an argument and then used my argument to poke a hole in my, in my other argument. And I was like, I can't argue with that. 
you make a good point, and I completely changed my point of view because somebody else made an argument to me. Another example of when I was wrong. Big hook. We're in a dangerous situation because if Liz goes third party, run then Trump could win via the deadline to vote. I think Liz Cheney was talking about that, though, because Liz Cheney was saying something to the effect of that she, that she doesn't want to dilute the vote. The other day, I think she was talking about that, how it would be dangerous of, of <coughs> that we would all need to stand together and vote against Trump. All the people against Trump need to vote in solidarity because we can't split the vote. So I think she's, I think Liz Cheney is smart enough to understand, shockingly enough, that I think Liz Cheney is smart enough and potentially doesn't have the, doesn't have that big of an ego to, to and I think she realizes that she wouldn't jump in the race. Now, Joe Manchin, other people might not have might not have that restraint of an ego. So, good night, Aaron. Thank you for joining us. Get some good shut eye. Let's see, Lucid uh, Lorianne, I am libertarian because the GOP isn't actually conservative, and the Dems aren't conservative enough. So here I am. That's fair enough. No, the, the conservatives, the, the Republicans are not conservatives. They they are for big government. They are for gigantic government. Well, let's see what the Satan says. The Gaza with the Gaza. What's the Gaza? Um, let's see. All right, what did Chris Christie say about this is trans stuff? That's not true. He didn't run the, run the whole thing tonight. He probably just lost the whole thing tonight because he's not being a hypocrite on the issue. And
a very big zoom. And why did you mute it? Pee pee poo poo. Hilarious. The Trump VP debate was lit. <laughs> Wait, why is this muted now? I don't. Why am I not hearing any sounds? That's bizarre. They're donor puppet masters. He's just mad that he didn't get the money. But anyway, one of the things I can't take seriously about Vivek Ramaswamy is this. Is is that his senior thesis or his senior paper um, was on Man Bear Pig. Uh, if, if you haven't watched, um, if you haven't watched South Park, South Park talks about man bear, but jokes around about man bear pig, uh, a, a monster that's half man, half bear, half pig, man bear pig. Vivek Ramaswamy's senior thesis is about the ethics of the chimera of, of chimera question about the creation of human animal hybrids human human animal embryonic chimeras offering a potential solution of uh, the destruction of a developing human and scientific research he literally did a paper on man bear pig <clears throat> and I, I just can't take Man Bear Pig seriously. I can't take somebody who wrote a, a paper on Man Bear Pig seriously. I just can't. It's it's hilarious. I just can't. Oh wait, is that Khalil? I'm sorry. I, I mean, Khalil's been on hold for like 25 minutes, and I ha- and I haven't had the screen open to see that Khalil is here. Um, Wait, man bearing isn't real. I'm shocked. <laughs> Jeff, please go to the hospital if you're if you're feeling woozy, because um, you fell. Don't ignore it. Take care of yourself. Hello. Hey, man, what's going on? I'm doing okay. How you doing? 
I'm doing all right. What's up? Before we end the show, I wanted to get to you first. I saw that you were on hold, and I had an, I, I had the whole screen blocked because I was looking at the uh, Twitter stuff, but uh, or looking at Twitter feed for the debate. But I just wanted I, I did see you on hold. So before I before I get offline, I wanted to give you a a, a few minutes before the show ends. So. I appreciate that. I found out that Panama City, uh, you know, um, Panama City, Florida, right? Right. They've had a few. They have a few mass shootings there. Did you know about those? Um. When recently? Uh, one was not too far. They what? They were a couple of years apart, but one of them was not too long ago. I forgot what okay. year it was, but someone was firing on the beach, and they had a ton of sheriffs and cops there. Mm-hmm. And it was very dangerous. It was very scary too. Um, okay. And yeah, uh, you've been to Florida. Do you know what their gun laws gun laws are like? Um, I haven't. I'm not up to date on the complete set of Florida. I know they changed it probably to make it a lot easier to get guns. I'm pretty sure. You've been to Panama City? No, I have not been to Panama City. At least not in a long time. Because um, I don't know, I was just wondering if the Panama City Beach Police, because I know they're present on the um, they're present on the beach. I was wondering uh-huh. if they have like those. I was wondering if the Panama City Beach Police Department have those those you know those, the types of caps that Cincinnati police wear, the white white official hat. Uh huh. Do you know if uh, Panama City, Florida, does that or? Because I know the other places in the state of Florida do that. I was wondering if Panama City does that, since the other places in Florida do that. I'm not sure. I haven't. I haven't been to. <clears throat> I haven't been to Panama City in a while. The closest I have been is. Um, I want to say Navarre Beach, maybe, which is I think okay. is a little past it, but. Um, not nah, it, it, and that that's been a while. That's been like at least like 18, 20 years, maybe more. So I don't know. Yeah, because I was watching an old video of Panama City Beach Police, and they had some, what was it, black and white picture, and the uniforms looked white. And I was, and um, something was telling me that if it was actually gray, because it was a bright, it was a bright 1950s picture. Something told me that if it was actually a gray uniform, it would have been gray in the picture. Hmm. But it looked, they looked, the hats looked white because it was a black and white photo. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they they were they were like they looked nothing like regular cop hats. They looked it was like a black and white photo. And I found out that the um, police in other parts of Florida they make it known so they have they use white official hats and stuff. Hmm. I think in I think I, I, the police that I saw when I've been in Orlando because uh, I just was in Orlando recently I didn't. You know, I I didn't see such a thing in in the police when I saw police down in Orlando. But I don't know, maybe maybe the maybe the maybe the beach police are different simply because maybe because you're on a beach and you're on the sun. Maybe a, maybe a lighter hat is better because it makes you less hot, potentially. Yeah, it yeah. could be the case. Yeah, I don't know. But you know, I'll one, one more thing, can I say? Sure, go right ahead. You know, you know a minute and a half. Police departments not only target like African Americans, but they target youth as well. Oh yeah. Anywhere there's youth, they have a heavy police presence. Yeah. Especially if it's black youth. So there you go. 
Anyway, are you still going to that thing this weekend? Um, the gun the, rally or whatever, or is that later on? Is that is no, that later no, on in the that's year? In January. Oh, that's in January. January. Okay. All right. I, th- I thought it was this weekend. Anyway. Anyway, cool. Well, show's about to end on Blog Talk Radio at least, so I got a jet. But thank you so much for calling in as always. I'm sorry to get to you sooner, but you have a good All rest right. of your night. You too. All right. Thanks, man. Welcome. All right. Well, this is the end of today's episode of Liberal Dan Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. Again, no Nerdy Dan tomorrow. I have other plans. I will be doing Nerdy Dan Tuesday again uh, because I'll be in Disney World next Thursday. Um, I'll be on live Monday from my home. Uh, I may very well do a show Wednesday from the car. We'll see how I feel about that, and we'll see what's going on. Um, So just to make sure I don't miss too many hours, because we're trying to get those hours up. Remember, if you do want to um, watch and help the viewers, help the viewership, go watch some of my previous videos. Uh, you don't even have to watch it live. Just go turn it on, on before you go to bed on a device. Um, don't put it on mute. Just put it on low volume. And just help it out. Until next time, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.